You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The SB Nation NFL Show. Super Bowl Roundtable. Welcome one, welcome all. It is day three of our Super Bowl roundtable coverage here at the SB Nation NFL show. A reminder that this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am RJ Ochoa. She is the wonderful, the eclectic Kate Majuk. It's so difficult for me to pronounce your last name, Kate. I try so hard every time did i land it did you i get it, it? Okay. you landed the plane congratulations rj thanks for having me on today we've got so many exciting guests this week for uh super bowl radio row i'm happy just to be a part of this mix because we've got a really exciting week and we've got a really fun matchup coming up uh, I'm like shaking in my boots here waiting for Super Bowl 56. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun. It's nice that we're at the hump day point, you know, like the initial like awe of everything has sort of worn off. We've kind of gotten adjusted to like the Rams and Bengals and the logos being everywhere. Intensity as far as guests is starting to heat up. We do have a very awesome guest here on today's roundtable. Fox's Aaron Andrews will join me. Uh, we'll talk about the work she's doing with Crown Royal, uh, the importance of women in sports. Shout out to Kate and really a lot of Dallas Cowboys things. Like I couldn't talk to Aaron and not touch, you know, touch on the Dallas Cowboys. She does a lot of Dallas Cowboys games. Like, well, it's not my fault, Kay. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just a, a, a person here who had to connect the dots. It's America's team. What can we say? It's not your fault that this is America's team. Um, you're obligated to report what the people want to hear. Very well said. Austin Eckler, Alexander Madison are going to join us later in the week. Like seriously, Kate, if somebody hasn't subscribed to the SB Nation NFL show and they asked you to you hug doing? them in a non-pandemic world, you wouldn't do it, right? Because you, like they've got to be subscribed to the Espionation NFL show. Uh, yeah, that's actually your ticket to ride uh, for my hugs. Is <laughs> like I'm gonna need screenshots. I'm gonna need some verification here, guys, because you're not going to want to miss all of these huge names. I'm so excited to hear all of uh, what we've got to offer this week. I'm gonna be tuning in. Uh, all of our awesome colleagues are gonna be chipping in to uh, just get some of these voices out here from. Our, our favorite NFL teams, our fantasy football teams. We've got a lot of lot of good content coming your way. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, and get pumped. Uh, we're only at the midway point of the week, and it's kind of been a quiet day, Kate, for both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Don't Angeles Don't say the Q word. Q Don't for quiet? Word. Is that the word that you're talking about, Q? This is a word old yes. world now, so like Q is a <laughs> you know not not something I utilize often there. Chill day relative to the first two, because the early part of the week it's like we get all the the B roll of them of the planes landing and they're all walking down and they're in their fancy jumpsuits and everything. Then they're you know they're all having their their moments where they're speaking to Rich Eisen and everybody like that, and they're like, yeah, we want to win, we're going to try hard, et cetera, et cetera. But today has kind of been just about 
other things. Roger Goodell had his annual Super Bowl press conference, um, didn't really shine light on how the NFL is going to address all of the awful things that are going on within the league, but that's kind of par for the course. That is, it's Roger Goodell. He has to to speak the words. They don't always mean things that we want them to mean. Uh, he's got to say the right things, so he's got to put on the, the good to do attitude. Because I, I think any of this uh, nonsense going on in the NFL and all these uh, things that we need to address, I, I think Roger Goodell is going to have a really hard time addressing them because uh, he wants to survive Super Bowl week and he wants this to be a productive week. But it's just so hard to uh, look past some of these things happening in the NFL right now from Brian Flores. Just Yeah, pick pick a lawsuit. I mean, there's there's <laughs> it's tough time. Spin the bottle, uh, land on a lawsuit and we'll talk about it. But that's probably his goal is to uh, try to, you know, uh, matrix his way around these topics throughout the week. Uh, but I, I don't think he's going to be able to do that uh, for much longer following Super Bowl 56. We're going to need some some heavy hitter answers. Back to the game, since the NFL isn't going to address the problems that it has going on. <laughs> uh, the only thing we have to kind of look forward to is the game. This is kind of the beginning of a normal week, right? Because it's Wednesday. So it's like, okay, now you can start to practice. It, it, it's starting to feel like the the narrative all week long has been, well, the Rams, they're, they're just trying to keep this week as normal as possible. Like, I love how that's the impression for all, only the Rams care about keeping this week as normal as possible. The Bengals have no interest in, in this week being normal. But so in that sense, that might be why there haven't been as many quotes or as many appearances, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I put it to you, Kate. We're, we're going to both answer these questions. What is one way that you feel differently about the Rams than you did at the beginning of the week? Just it, overall, I, I've been generally impressed with, uh, like you said, their their ability not to make too much noise. I feel like they really haven't made too much of a to-do. Like they, I, I think, are generally trying to approach this as uh, any other game. I think that they realize this is a big moment for, you know, their head coach, Sean McVay. This is where you went all in and you mortgaged your entire franchise for this moment. How does it pay off? And uh, if it doesn't pay off, what are the ramifications of that? I don't know, but I think like keeping your level head uh, or keeping your head level when there's this much on the line, obviously there's so much on the line for Zach Taylor uh, in the Bengals as well, but um, I, I have to say I've been just impressed with the way they've carried themselves this week uh, and how much this game actually means. Before we get to the Bengals, you didn't ask me for the thing that I was most impressed by with the Rams. So oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, really hurts. Let's, let's hear it, RJ. We've had a day of bonding and you're kind of ruining it, Kate. I know. I, I am... <laughs> To be very clear, I think the Bengals are the more likable team, just generally. Like an alien lands on Earth. They have no idea what the NFL is. We explain it all to them. I think even the alien would say, yeah, the Bengals are a little bit more likable. I'm surprised at how not unlikable the Rams have been. I really thought they would develop this like LA-ness. You know, they, I thought they would lean into that whole vibe. And they really like have. the attitude. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've actually been really humble, I thought. Like, I thought one of the more humble people in, in terms of media appearances was Odell. And, and I know that runs contrary to kind of Odell's public persona. But I've sort of been impressed by how, you know, they're sort of grateful for this opportunity. And maybe that's a result of, and this isn't the case with 100% of the roster, but maybe that's the result of losing a Super Bowl. You're a little bit more grateful and, and welcoming of the opportunity because you know how precious it is. But so that's kind of cool. I, 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 you know, hey, you know, warms my heart just a teeny bit. I think that's absolutely accurate. And I, I mean, I think so many of these guys are just so hungry. Uh, we saw at the end of the NFC Championship uh, Aaron Donald like threw up his hand and you saw he was so, 
so psyched to get to compete for this ring. Uh, it means so much to these guys because this really is a once in a life lifetime opportunity, especially for a player like Odell Beckham, who uh, there's been, you know, some some things said, you know, there are some feelings hurt. Uh, but at the end of the day, like Odell Beckham is one of the best competitors in the NFL. And I believe that to this day. Uh, and I think he's really done well showcasing that attitude uh, as a competitor this week. I love how Von Miller has kind of approached this as like, this one's for Aaron Donald. Like, I, I, I love that. Like, respect. That's cool. I think it's easier to do when you're Von and you've won a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP yourself. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. So let's flip the script, which means I'm going to go first. Again, you didn't ask for the thing that I've been most impressed okay, by. Okay, RJ, <laughs> do you feel, tell me something you feel different about the Bengals now at this point in the week <laughs> than you did last week. I didn't, I didn't have to ask the question as beautifully as you do. Uh, but the the question still stands. Tell me how you're feeling about the Bengals. I think it's weird, honestly, how it's not in a bad way. But so the whole world wants to be like Cinderella story, underdog Bengals. And Joe Burrow's like, no, that's stupid. Like, I, I actually like think that's a little <laughs> awkward how he's like, quit saying that. That bothers me. But I really have enjoyed how they have walked tall. I love how they're just you know, not in a pompous or arrogant way, but kind of, I guess, like in the inverse way of the Rams, the Rams have been a little bit more humble than I expected. Like the Bengals have acted like we were supposed to be here. And so it's one thing for Joe Burrow to say, look, we're not the Cinderella team. We're not the underdogs, but for the whole team to embody that disposition, that's been really cool. I did expect a little bit more like starry eyed, bright eyes from the entire Bengals roster, but they haven't been acting that way, at least early on. Well, and I think that's like a huge testament, you know, obviously that's got to go back to your head coach and respect for your head coach in terms of uh, believing in the team, believing in the roster that uh, y'all put together. But I, I mean, the Bengals in general, I, I think that kind of attitude totally goes back to the leadership at the quarterback position. Joe Burrow has been uh, such absolutely incredible. Uh, he's been a leader for this team and it's been really fun to watch him grow. Uh, even, you know, as he sat on the sidelines, uh, you know, last year when he was sidelined with the the torn ACL, uh, we saw him come back this year with a vengeance. Like this team absolutely believes in Joe Burrow. They believe in each other. I mean, honestly, they've got they've got all the right pieces, right? It's just about uh, can you step up in this this big moment, the biggest moment perhaps of your career while you're so young, while you're inexperienced. Uh, I, I think you kind of have to, it's like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah, except there's, I mean, I agree with you, but there's no like faking it. Like, that's what I'm surprised. I'm Because I kind of expected them to have to fake it until they made it, but they, there's literally no faking it. Like, but they just made it. Right, exactly. Like it, it, And I would have thought, you know, if you had asked me, because everyone is so focused on the turnaround, how quickly it happened, two years, whatever. If you had asked me to guess, like of all the top quarterbacks that have been drafted, not even number one overall picks, just first round quarterbacks. If you had asked me like, which one's going to be a part of a team that turns it around this quickly, I would have in no universe guessed the Bengals. You know, like I would have, a lot of people would have guessed the Chargers with Justin Herbert or, you know, the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, maybe like whatever. I would have never thought it would have been this team. And really that has nothing to do with Joe. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, covering the Steelers, uh, that the Bengals are kind of the, that's like their thing is that they're terrible at this. And so <laughs> that's, that's been really cool. 
Uh, so, Kate, uh, we have more to get to when it comes to our roundtable discussion. But Kate and I are going to take a break because it is now time for Fox's Aaron Andrews to join us to talk about the work she's doing with Crown Royal, how she prepares for a Super Bowl week when Fox has it, uh, and many other things. So we're going to launch into our interview with Aaron Andrews talking about her work with Crown Royal, what it's like to prepare for a Super Bowl, how she's actually only been on the sideline for Super Bowl losing teams. After that, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to come back. Is that cool with you, Kate? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron Andrews from Fox Sports joins us next right here on the SB Nation NFL Show. Pleased to be joined out here on the SB Nation NFL Show by the one and only. You know her. You see her everywhere around the entire globe, around multiple universes. I would reckon it is Aaron Andrews. Aaron, thank you for joining us during Super Bowl week. Thank you so much. Is that like the meta universe? All these things people are trying to tell me about. Now you have to buy like lives and houses and property and all these other universes. You know, that's not my forte. Uh, but me does, Yeah, it does <laughs> exist, I think, um, or exists in some realm. Um, but uh, but that's that's a matter. You know, we are kind of in the metaverse uh, corresponding over Zoom, I, I guess. So maybe we're a part yeah. of it. We're, we're in the matrix uh, really is what it is. Uh, at least that's we what all... All the commercials this NFL season told me, Aaron, I wanted to start this off with a question that I hope you've never gotten. You get interviewed a lot and you do a lot of interviews, but I wanted to give you a first one that I I really, I think you've never gotten before. Here we go. What is your favorite letter of the alphabet and why? Oh, that's really good. I'm going to say H. Why? For Howie, my dog, Howard. See, my name is RJ. So I look at life through the prism of, you know, acronyms a lot. Uh, your life revolves oh. around acronyms, NFL, Fox. I get Fox is a word, but still, you know, looks like an acronym. Um, sure, EA, EA is a really like powerful set of initials. Like those are where, strong. Where? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and your your initials work really well for a lot of things, like for where your clothing line. Where? I mean, like my initials what? don't work that way. Yours, you got really malleable initials to work with in life. I have both of your initials in my full name, so I disagree with you. Aaron Jill, R, R, yeah. Come on now, RJ. Okay. Yeah, well, hey, you're making me feel better about myself. Respect. Aaron, it is Super Bowl week in Los Angeles. Are you excited to not be working? Are, are you enjoying this process of it? Do you wish it were on Fox? I mean, obviously, you know, speak for your company, but, you know, how, how are you feeling this week? I wish every Super Bowl was on Fox. It's hard to sit back and watch somebody else do the game. Um, I end up usually texting Joe and Troy during the game and just saying, what do you think? It's hard to do. It's hard to sit and watch somebody else do the game because I want to hear what Joe and Troy have to say. I miss the chatter in the breaks. I miss them. What I, you know, if a challenge flag is thrown, what Troy, what did you think of that? If, if a call, you know, was made against a team, I want to text Pereira. Pereira, what do you think of that? I miss our group. I miss our producers. Our, I miss our directors because I like how we do it. Nothing against the other networks. It's just, you know, it's familiar. It's it's my family. So, yeah. Yeah, we were talking right before we started recording. I covered the Cowboys for SB Nation. So, like, you guys are kind of our crew. Like, we we feel a sense yeah. of ownership with <laughs> yeah. you guys. You know, like, you know, we're, we're more accustomed to you guys. Actually, we get a little jealous. Like, you did guys you miss us to... for that wild card game? Because I know a certain announcer that made a joke about it. Yeah, we did. And what's more is we were really bitter. You were doing an Eagles game, of all things, uh, that particular day. I blame the loss on you guys, uh, really, for not being in Dallas. It was, it was cool and nostalgic to be on CBS. But, like, for Cowboys Niners, of all things... It just it felt really, really unnatural uh, for, for, you know, for all of you, but for Troy to not be there. You know, it just it would have been cool. <laughs> I, I really uh, was bummed out about that. What What is this yeah. week like for you when you are doing the Super Bowl? Uh, what, what are you doing on? We're speaking on Wednesday, on the Wednesday of Super Bowl week, uh, if you're getting ready for the game. 
I'm assuming we would probably be at somebody's practice. Uh, maybe that was Thursday, Friday. Actually, that's probably what it is. Um, you know what? We're probably doing things like this, but then it all kind of gets shut down on Thursday, Friday. Um, you know, we have such a responsibility to the broadcast. You, It was interesting. I was listening to Al Michaels um, do Pat McAfee, and he was talking a little bit about is his prep different? And you like to say that it's not, but how could it not be? It's a Super Bowl. You want to make sure everything's covered, even if, you know, it was the LA Rams who we've had is so much to end the season. So I feel pretty good on them, but it would be difficult because we haven't really covered the Bengals. We had them once last year. I think it was week three maybe on Thursday two. night, right? Yeah. On Thursday night against the Jacks. So uh, things have changed for them. You know, the way their season went, you have to go back and, but yeah, so that's kind of it. By Wednesday, it, we'd be like locking it down. My husband would be out to all the parties and I would be like, come home, leave me alone. I'm studying. Sure. Uh, on that subject, you mentioned Al Michaels. I read on Tuesday night that this particular NBC broadcast has not had a Bengals game this year, which is really interesting. Um, oh, and that, yeah. That's unique. Obviously, that would never happen for you guys because you, you would have the NFC title game. But could you imagine like how weird would that be weird to, to have the, a team in the Super Bowl that you didn't work at least one time throughout the season that I imagine that would be just a unique challenge? Yeah, that would be really hard. And, and you know, that does happen to us that we usually have last year we had at kansas city we only saw them once or not last year the year we had the super bowl for 49ers kansas mm -hmm. city actually that was the game the one game we had the chiefs was the game that patrick injured his knee where like his knee came out of the pocket for our game on a Thursday night against the Broncos. So yeah, that usually does happen to us though with an AFC team, especially, um, well, we had, we did have the Patriots, we ended up having them one time. So yeah, it, we usually have the AFC just once. Sure, and you guys are special now because you've had a lot of Thursday night games. You get to, you know, like you mentioned, you get Bengals, Jags, like that wouldn't really happen on Fox. I mean, generally yeah. speaking, yeah. Um, so that is unique. I love stuff yeah. like this, like NFL broadcasting. I know you are a fan of Melissa Stark. And so I know yeah. what you're working on with Crown, I imagine has something, you know, to do with your admiration, certainly for Melissa Stark, but for many women, what are you working on with Crown right now? Yeah, no, I, well, this was a, this is a crown royal initiative and I'm so grateful, you know, to obviously be working with them, but I'm so thankful that they even thought to do this. Obviously it's Super Bowl 56 and on behalf of crown royal and myself, we actually gifted 56 of the most influential women in sports with crown royals, new whiskey blend. It's crown royal, 18 year old. And, uh, yeah, really excited to get it out. I helped them kind of make up the list of some of my favorite women and women that I look up to in the industry. It was a a lot of fun to do that and along with that they're actually gonna um donate a thousand dollars on behalf of each recipient to wise that's uh women in sports events and so i love that too because it empowers women in in sports and business that's very cool very awesome yeah. uh, indeed i mean you guys are, are part of oh, such a, an elite fraternity i know that's an ironic word to use um you know for, for women in sports but uh an elite sorority yeah. i guess uh of women in sports um uh -huh. and, you know i love i've look again looking at the broadcast teams and things like that very very cool stuff that crown is working on here um as mentioned mm -hmm. i cover the cowboys for sb nation so i would not I be doing yeah, yeah i mean i'm i'm a little bit biased uh is you know really where i'm at here charlotte anderson is a great advocate for women in sports obviously i know you've you know worked with her baby yeah. uh well you know My kudos to charlotte. her kudos to charlotte she's um obviously the the first lady not the, the first lady but one of the first ladies of the cowboys uh give us a, a cool cowboy story she's a hustler. You're there. oh yeah, yeah well I'll, I'll tell you one thing about charlotte i mean she's a hustler she is she is class she has an unbelievable presence 
Um, you know, I, one thing I love about Charlotte, obviously her last name is Jones, but that didn't, you know, she wasn't, she didn't take a back seat and be like, my last name is Jones. This is easy for me. I mean, that woman works. She was also very instrumental in where by Aaron Andrews being, uh, having the Cowboys logo on it, which we are so grateful for the, to the Jones family for allowing us to be a part of Cowboys nation. Because I mean, you fans, you're a little rabid. You, you love your, your Cowboys and we're, we're grateful for that. And we love the lady fans that are wearing wear as well. So, uh, yeah, Charlotte is somebody that I definitely look up to in more ways than one. She is a, she's a pioneer. She is classy um, and she loves football and she does a great job selling it. And I appreciate every bit of her. That's awesome. Where by Aaron Andrews, um, I can speak not from personal experience, but my wife has many of your products, uh, as I was telling you, and, and she certainly enjoys them. That's what's awesome. what's a, a great Cowboys game that you can remember? Like you, you do a lot of them, but what which one stands above? Hopefully a positive Cowboys memory, because unfortunately yeah, they were actually well. Yeah, there's a couple. I've done. I mean, you know, there's the last minute Rogers heroics that I've I've done Thanks, there. And, Appreciate it. Sorry. Awesome. But I will say two others that were not in Dallas that are very memorable. And it was Dak's first year. It was the game where Brett Favre's name was being put up at uh, Lambeau and they came in and spanked the Packers. And then we had such an exciting game um, actually in Pittsburgh. Dak and Z in there, the towels were going, the white lint was in the air. And I did the post-game interview with both of those guys. I have a great picture of me hugging Dak. Uh, it was just an exciting time. So um, yeah, those are those are a couple of memories that stick out to me. That's awesome. The uh, the Green Bay game that year, Dak's first interception. A lot of people, I don't know, if, you know, you're busy during the game, but he shook Brett Favre's hand at halftime because Brett was getting honored, as you mentioned, and then immediately threw an interception. So it's just kind of a funny little thing. <laughs> I uh, don't remember that, but yeah. What is um? You mentioned you know doing the post-game interview with Dak. We've seen the post-game interview for Super Bowls can be really hectic. Do you have a strategy? Yeah. Do, do you like, you know, it's obviously you've had a lot of games that come down to the wire. So I'm, you know, it's difficult to fully plan something, but what is your general plan? Like, are you sprinting? Are you running? Are you positioning yourself on a certain yard line? What, what's your line of thinking in that moment? Can I be honest with you? Of course. The last you're not, we'll be upset. I've worked, I've had the losing side. That's and it so sucks. It sucks because I, this was my first, no, that's not true. This was my first NFC championship in a while that I hadn't had the losing side. So it was actually really exciting to do that. But um, yeah, I've had to interview all three coaches uh, and that is by far the toughest job in sports to do because you, you know, this is like the worst loss of their career. You feel gutted and horrible for them. You don't even want to make eye contact. You end up sounding sad because you want your voice to be lower. My dad is always texting me before, don't sound sad, you know, sound authoritative. And I'm like, but dad, they just lost, right? Well, Kyle Shanahan, you just blew it in the second half to the Chiefs. I mean, come on, what? you can't do that, you know? So um, I haven't had the opportunity to do an experience. I did the Patriots Falcons uh, sideline and I thought I thought I was gonna get the winner there. And then Tom Brady comes back and leads one of the biggest comebacks in Super Bowl history. And I got to look at Matt Ryan want to puke on the field. So there you go. You know, but you did have like, that's the greatest Super Bowl. You had the first one to go to overtime. You know, you, Fox got the most airtime out of a Super Bowl than anybody ever has in a technical sense. Um, I did. Oh, yeah. um, I did ask Joe Buck once about Super Bowl 48 that you guys did in New York. Um, that was not. A that good was my game. first Super Bowl. 
No. And I had the Broncos. (laughs) Well, and I, I asked him, I said, what do you do? And I know you all have different roles, but I said, what do you do? You know, you, you come out of halftime and you're trying to sell this, like, you know, come on, the Broncos going to get back in this. And Percy Harvin just takes the kickoff right back and like completely squashes anything. Um, Goes over Peyton's head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rough times, but (sighs) you've, you've done some great games in great, you know, locations, New York, you know, Houston, uh, Miami. I mean, so good times. Um, certainly, uh, on Fox looking forward to next year's Cowboys going to be in it. You ready to guarantee that Aaron, please. I don't, I can't guarantee anything. I mean, I kind of thought it was going to be bucks and, uh, chiefs again. I thought maybe the Packers would be there. So yeah, I was, uh, I was shocked with not the, uh, not shocked with the outcome, but kind of how the NFC ended up shaking up. But I think we were in like week 15 week 16 we were like anybody anybody could win this thing this is all up for grabs mm. hopefully you're on the winning sideline like we said next year you're interviewing Dak after the Super Bowl let's just will it into existence <laughs> yeah. uh Aaron Andrews cool. whereby Aaron Andrews all the work you're doing with Crown Royal thank you so much for joining the SB Nation NFL show enjoy the rest of the week and enjoy the offseason you've been working really hard yeah thank you appreciate it Thank you so much to Aaron Andrews and to Crown Royal for the time. Kate, I want to talk about something before we get into a little bit of a deeper subject when it comes to this game. I just sent it to you on Slack. Uh, you've seen this, right? The You have to describe it because this is a podcast. What, what did I just send you? Uh, RJ, you just sent me the, the Super Bowl 56 logo, the LVI, uh, right. ripe with lots of colors, palm trees. Um, it, it's looking good with that Lombardi there. So I'm going to tweet this out. And you mentioned the Lombardi. It bothers me so much seeing it on TV this whole week, how the Lombardi is not centered. Huh. Oh, <laughs> right? well, now I can't unsee that. Right. Like, it looks stupid how the Lombardi <laughs> trophy is. Not, that should be the focal point of the logo. <laughs> well, honestly, so if we're getting into all of the, um, like, ins and outs of graphic design and everything, I actually think it would have been a little clever to make the Lombardi the like the eye, right? Like the one mm. uh, in Super Bowl 56, like the LVI, uh, just get rid of the eye and stick the Lombardi in there. Um, I think that would have been a, a cool approach, but I mean, gosh, total failure, abysmal. Uh, if we could get any of our listeners out here to <laughs> properly edit this logo, please reach out, let us know uh, what we can do to make this logo uh up to RJ Ochoa standards. Yeah, it's not the Washington Commanders rebrand, but it's up there with, you know, really bad things. Um, anyway, okay, so Kate, this was your question. So I'll, I'll allow you to ask. Actually, I'm going to ask. But I'll allow you to take it the direction you want. What is one <laughs> thing that each team has to do to win on Sunday? Now, unlike the last question where we both answered on behalf of each team, nah, no more of that. You get one team, I get one. So who do you want to pick? You go first. I appreciate the honor of choosing the team. I'm going to go uh, and, and discuss the Bengals here because I actually uh, am a native of Ohio. Uh, what, I am a what Steelers part? fan. What part? Cedar uh, Point? You're from the Ohio. roller coaster Shout capital? Uh, actually, not not too far away. Not too far away from old Sandusky. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, representing the 330. Anybody out there listening? Um, love you. Love you, Youngstown. Uh, went to, to school in, in northeastern Ohio and Cleveland and uh, still my heart is tied to Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I can't get it, but, um, my heart is in I, Ohio I, is actually, uh, Hawthorne Heights song. Is that the yes. <laughs> my, my heart is in Ohio. Um, bring me back to my emo days, please. Uh, the, the Bengals, what they've got to do is protect Joe Burrow. Like that is number one, uh, the, the number one key to them taking this victory home. 
Joe Burrow, uh, you know, they did a bit better protecting him against the Chiefs. Um, but back just a couple weeks ago against Tennessee, allowed nine sacks for 68 yards. That's just 68 yards that that offense didn't get back. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, going to be critical for them moving forward. They, uh, they have to give him time to, you know, see his receivers open, create those connections. Cause I think, uh, if you've got time for Jamar chase for T Higgins to run their routes and gain separation, uh, this is going to be a really hard offense to stop. And, um, you know, the, the fantasy fan in me just wants to see, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, and, Matthew Stafford trading touchdowns all, all day long, but it's not going to happen if we can't see uh, Joe Burrow standing upright. I decided while you were talking that we're going to grade each other like, like a slam okay. dunk contest, like one to 10, like we don't actually have cards, but you got to pretend I'm holding up a card and then you'll grade me. <laughs> okay. Seven. RJ, then what, what does the, what do the Rams have to do? To well, no, I'm grading your response somebody. first. That's oh, uh, we're, we're, it's a, it's a really hodgepodge of an episode. Uh, that's what happens when I let you and I do it together. Seven, seven out of 10, because we know that Joe Burrow can be sacked nine times and the Bengals can still win. Like, so that's why, you know, I, I get what you're saying, like theoretically. And I ultimately probably agree with you, like on a 10 out of 10 scale, but it's not like, it's not essential. Like you can't say like, this has to happen or else because the else doesn't hurt them like the Bengals have and some of that's luck and some of that's fortune and some of that's like they play the titans that particular day not the rams but the, it's possible joe burrow was like the most ridiculous ma magical escape artist against chris jones when, when the Bengals offensive line broke down so i mean it's it's not impossible to win if the offensive line doesn't show up and protect him yeah my biggest counter to that is the fact that like luck luckily this nine sack game did come against the titans because uh, they they weren't able to produce much on offense themselves. So uh, that that was kind of the um, balancing factor there that, you know, helped them uh, maybe sneak their way out of the, the little sinkhole that they had uh, thrown for themselves. I don't know how, like how sinkholes actually come to fruition or how they're created or where they yeah. come from. Like, uh, where does it, it go? Like, when where does the stuff go when it? gravity. Uh, like, I, I don't know, but, uh, I do think that, I mean, the lack of spark from the Titans was really the only thing that kept them out of falling wherever sinkholes make everything fall to. Okay. That's professional analysis folks. I've <laughs> And science. Uh, yeah. I mean like, um, like civil engineering happening here from Kate, you know, talking about like sinkholes and in various towns and you know <laughs> metropolitan areas but um okay i've i've promoted you from a seven out of ten to an eight out of ten so good for you um i mean i, I think you can be satisfied with that honestly okay are and you, now you, are you, all you have to do is beat an eight now oh, no pressure i mean i feel like the cards are stacked against me so okay <laughs> what do the rams have to do like what are the one thing or what is the one thing the rams have to do the key to winning super bowl 56 for the rams let's hear it See, to me, it feels like in Mario Party when you get the key, like that's the little prize you get out of Mario. Like this is the most worthless, you know, asset. I, and give me the double mushroom, you know, give me something cool. Like this key <laughs> is is not like it, it's only useful to me on certain areas of the board. But anyway, so what I'm going to say, like what you're going to or what you suggested is is like a something the Bengals want to do. Like whether or not they're able to do it is is, you know, one thing, but this is something that they would like to do. 
the thing I'm going to suggest we have seen the Rams shy away from, which is why it's difficult to say this particular answer, because I don't believe that they have it in them, which is why I think the Bengals are going to win. But the one thing the Rams have to do is they have to run counterculture to themselves. They got to be aggressive. Like, dude, Sean McVay, you're in the Super Bowl, man. Like, you went through hell to get here. You are stressing yourself out, like, to the nth degree about this thing. Yeah, you lost it three years ago. You're finally here. You crawled through all this crap. You got your quarterback. You got Odell. You traded for Vaughn. You did it all. Do not leave anything in the bag nothing like empty the bag out like people say oh so and so is in their bag no get out of your bag like get everything get the lint at the bottom of the bag out get every single thing be aggressive i don't want to see punts at midfield i don't want to see punts on fourth and three like do you're supposed to have the better offense you're supposed to be the wonderkind on offense you're supposed to be the wonder boy golden child the person who offensive god smiled upon once upon a time you have to be the difference and be aggressive from a play calling standpoint we have not seen that and because we haven't seen that the rams let the niners have an opportunity to win the nfc championship game they let the buccaneers come back like i feel like we don't even talk about that and it was three weeks ago they almost blew a 27 to 3 lead because of their conservative nature so my petition to sean mcveigh because i know you're a listener make sure you leave a rating writer review sean be aggressive I don't think he's going to leave us like the kindest review um, after critiquing his previous performance. But uh, RJ, I'm going to actually give you a 10 there. Let's uh, go. You, you win. Uh, you win. And if the if the Rams can come out and be aggressive, uh, I do think that's like part of this mindset that Sean McVay is going to need to uh, like take on uh, this week. Because I don't think we saw that in his last Super Bowl. Uh, it kind of felt like he was a turtle who went back into his shell. Uh, and we didn't see that same creative offensive genius. We saw uh, safe, uh, and that's that's not how you win a, a Super Bowl when you finally get the opportunity to play in one. Um, and, and I do think that that's something that you know Sean McVay he's he's been aggressive. I think when he's felt confident to be aggressive, but you know that moment where the confidence starts to flicker, we start to see him uh, retrieve a little bit and and. Uh, go back into a shell. So I do think if, if he can keep things moving, keep things pounding, keep things aggressive on uh, both sides of the ball, uh, we're going to have a, a lot of trouble here for young Joey B. Well, so if he keeps pounding, I think the Panthers are going to sue for copyright infringement. Um, just Probably. To be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hate to say this because I want the Bengals to win, but I really believe if the Rams play that way, this isn't, these aren't two equal teams. Like the Rams are a much better team if they play that way than the Bengals. Like that's just the reality. I think if they play that way, then Cincinnati's outmatched, especially if they're not able to do the thing that you mentioned in terms of protecting Joe Burrow. So um, congratulations to me on winning um, the contest. Uh, with Your my new email. Yeah, with my newfound title, I'm going to uh, hit Roger Goodell up about fixing the placement of the Lombardi Trophy in the Super Bowl 56 logo. But like <laughs> all matters of importance, he's probably just going to turn a blind eye and not really do anything about it. So, <laughs> Again, any of our listeners have uh, have some mad Photoshop skills, want to help us out on this one? Uh, you know, RJ, I'm sure you have all the hookups with uh, Roger Goodell. We can send it over to him. Um, maybe, you know, eliminate some of that extra work from his plate this week. Mm. I, I think that would be really helpful. Very sweet and thoughtful of you, Kate. Mogjuke. Difficult. Like, it's it's hard. For, it's like the back of my throat. I don't know why. Um, I have a last name that people struggle to pronounce, too. So we're um, we're in the same boat there. 
Anyway, um, okay, make sure to stay tuned to all content here on the SB Nation NFL show all throughout the week. Lots of fantastic guests stopping by. Again, big thank you to Aaron Andrews. Kate can promise that Austin Eckler and Alexander Madison are going to join the SB Nation NFL show. Who was cooler? Who do you like more and why? I, I can't say either was cooler. We we did have some great discussions, though. Um, spoiler alert, Alexander Madison has uh, a newfound career uh, to to work alongside his uh, work on the field. And you guys should probably tune in to figure out what he's hustling on because um, it's it's not anything that I had any idea about. I was blown away and we had a really great discussion about I'm not going to call it a hobby because uh, he's. He's fully embracing this new uh, this new side hustle, and I think y'all need to hear about it. Very cool stuff. Looking forward to it. If you are subscribed, you'll get access to it before anybody else. Leave a rating, writer of you. Kate, awesome times chatting Super Bowl 56 with you. Um, you get the last word. Make it good, and then we go away. Go Bengals. Go Bengals.